Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show, because the world is bad and we all need a little nice stuff. You know, nice stuff, a few nice moments in the week. Every week, I play a game with one guest who is guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant, and during the games we play, I assign them points based exactly and specifically on how much they cheer me up. It is fully subjective to my own life, and I will take no complaints on the matter. Each week, the winner gives a pep talk to cheer up the person or entity or group of their choice after they win, because this is not all about me, it's just mostly about me. And the grand prize winner each week wins a $100 donation to the cause of their choice. This week, our guest and contestant is a stand-up comedian and a writer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Please welcome to the show, Karen G. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Truly a pleasure to have you. You have been on the short list as long as there has been a short list of guests for this podcast. I'm very honored. Oh my goodness. Thank you. How are you holding up? I'm holding up okay. Um, Yeah, I'm doing, I think given the circumstances, I'm trying my best to have a daily routine of some kind because mm-hmm. otherwise it just feels like each day bleeds into the next one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm doing, I think I'm doing okay. I got an embroidery kit a couple days ago, so I've been embroidering. <laughs> That's exciting. Have you Thank been you. Uh, do, making up your own designs, going off patterns? What are you embroidering? I've been going off patterns. I'm doing this flower embroidery. I've also been nice. baking. I'm doing like every Laura Ingalls activity that I've always wished <laughs> I could do. <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah. like a Brooklyn little house on the prairie lifestyle. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Tonight I'm listening to Pa play the fiddle. Like, you know, very normal <laughs> things. <laughs> so I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, thanks. I'm similar. I, I've been cooking a lot, crafting less, but like Ooh. just cooking a lot and really hunkered down in the old homestead. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, yeah. Got a roaring fire, no fireplace, disaster. Wow, oh my gosh, it sounds like you might burn your home down. Yeah, 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 yeah. that is a strong possibility. Right, well, that's what you got to do when you live on the prairie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're going to jump right into our game. Today's game is called Platonic Ideals, Romantic Appeals. This current moment in history is causing people to feel a lot of, to put it gently, unrequited love. Now, I am a married person, so my love is requited. So, to play today's game, I brought on a single person, and therefore, in my opinion, an expert on having crushes. Karen is going to play a game about the platonic ideal of someone with romantic appeal to her, which is why the name of the game rhymes. Karen Chi, are you ready to play platonic ideals, romantic appeals? Hell yeah, I'm very ready. Great. I love your energy for this. <laughs> we start here. The first question. Under current conditions, what is the optimal distance a crush would live from you? Okay, as far away from me as possible. Like thousands and thousands of miles. Ideally, in a, a place where the time difference is like the complete opposite of mine. So if I'm ever up late at night, unable to sleep, I will have someone to talk to. Oh, that's real nice. Yeah. That's very good. So they're, <laughs> during, they're full, So your 3 a.m. is their 3 p.m. Yes, exactly. Because during my 3 p.m., I, I have friends. Like, I have people I can talk to. <laughs> so at nighttime, I want someone else I can talk to. <laughs> nighttime is for crushes. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nighttime is famously for crushes. <laughs> yes, and, and daytime, as we all know, for friends. <laughs> for friends. Yeah, as soon as it becomes 8 p.m., I like I'm I'm like I can't talk to my friends anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Flip the switch. Yeah. 
a friend texts you like, hey, you watch anything good on TV? And you're like, not now. It's the crushing hour. Yes, exactly. Don't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) You're dead to me until 8 a.m. Yeah, and then at 8 a.m. I'm immediately like, how are you? I've missed you. (laughs) I've missed you so much. And if your crush tries to text you, you're like, gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's It's like seeing someone smoke a cigarette while they eat breakfast. Yeah, it would be like if they were cheating on me with me. (laughs) (laughs) That is not allowed. No, thank you. In the daylight hours? Absurd. Excellent answer. That is a 14-point answer out of the (laughs) gate. Yeah. I think very far that taking the time zones into consideration is a terrific choice, and I think it is just an incredibly thoughtful answer. Next question. In a perfect world, how many crushes would you have at any one time? Okay, well, this you need to know that by contrast, in my actual real world, I can only harbor one crush at a time. Which That's is like, perfect. It, it is perfect. I think in a perfect world, I would have up to 50 crushes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> up to 50. Yeah, no, yeah, can yeah. you explain a little bit? Right. Well, I think sometimes if I'm busy, then I only mm-hmm. want one or fewer crushes so that I can focus on whatever it is at hand. But if I'm not busy, I think having up to 50 crushes would be really fun because I, I could like open a group text with multiple of them and wow. see how they respond to each other. I could try and like throw a party and invite all of them and see if they catch on. Um, this is diabolical. <laughs> yeah, I could really have fun with it. <laughs> Yeah, really just like cut loose. It's this almost sounds like uh like a sociology experiment. <laughs> yes. Rather than a romantic endeavor. I think it, it, my hope is that every good relationship I have is actually a sociological experiment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question. Okay. You said you're only in real life able to have one crush at a time. What yeah. keeps that that roster down to one? A horrible thing happens where anytime I have a crush on someone, I immediately just Imagine what it would be like if we got married. Okay. <laughs> and sure, then sure, I, sure. I have this idea of how great it would be if we got married. And this is somebody who is not interested in getting married right now at all, but that's just sure. what happens in my brain. And then yeah. I I think like because of that, anytime I think of another person who could be a crush, I'm like, oh my God, I'm cheating on my husband. Cheating on your, your husband with yeah. his new crush. Right, right, right. And they've already cheated on you with you by texting you during the daylight hours. <laughs> yes. The so infidelity like, it's is bad. rampant. It's like the movie Closer. It is exactly. Like, we're going to be divorced so fast. Mm-hmm. Wearing <laughs> yeah. a pink wig. It's yes. all happening. <laughs> Ideally, up to 50 crushes. Practically, you, knowing yourself, one is how many you usually can can sustain. I, yes. I, I salute your honesty and I salute your ambition. That <laughs> is a 16-point answer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Next question. Does an ideal crush know that you exist? Yes or no? No. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. I think, especially right now, I don't want to. My favorite thing about having a crush is that I get Mm -hmm. to project all of my hopes and dreams onto them. And so often when I get on a subway, for instance, I'll have a crush on somebody on that subway. And I'm immediately like, wow, he has every single thing that would be perfect (laughs) in a relationship. And then I hope never to talk to them because... I think like 90% of the time when I talk to a man, I'm disappointed by him a mm-hmm. little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, so I would really like to stay in that happy place. <laughs> but where you see a man, but don't actually hear what he thinks or is like. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think when men are silent, I'm immediately like, wow, you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that is. 
Yeah. Is that like one of your favorite qualities in a crush? Yes, absolutely. I think the, the silence. Silence, but then they laugh at my jokes, but not actually making any noise. So it's like mm-hmm. visual. I can tell they're enjoying my jokes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. They're like the, they're like individual members of the audience of an HBO comedy special. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You're not hearing them <laughs> specifically, but occasionally you'll cut away and see them like slapping their knee. That's my dream relationship to a crush is that it's my life and then periodically I cut away to them and they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> having fun knowing that you're out there just killing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't have to deal with them one-on-one. Right, and they don't get any credit at the in the credit sequence at the end. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why would they? All they did was acknowledge your brilliance. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. I love this. This is an 11-point answer. Yeah, it's really strong. Your work so far, coming out of the gates, just unstoppable. (laughs) Thank you. This means a lot to me. Of course. I love what I'm seeing and hearing. Next question. Other than silence, which we've mentioned already, (laughs) what is one behavior that good crushes should exhibit? Okay, I think crushes should try to prove that they're strong and then fail. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think because I want the intention of them, I want to know that they're trying to help me, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if I have to lift something heavy. I want them to be like, oh, no, I got this. And like that kind of generosity and kindness is what I'm looking for. I could have said kindness, but I mean specifically regarding strength. Right, 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 right. You want them to want to expend effort on your behalf. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I want them to not be that strong. (laughs) Explain that. I think. Anytime a man is very strong, I'm immediately like, this is an unsafe situation. Sure. <laughs> so I sure, sure, sure. anytime they're trying to be but not able to, I'm like, oh my gosh, you were very kind and I feel very safe with you. And if we ever got into a fight, I could beat you up. And that is yeah. what I'm looking for. This is a great answer. Truly <laughs> unexpected. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this uh 12 points. I think well, you, I, I love that the duality, right? The complexity. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Of putting forth effort knowing that they're unable to accomplish the goal they're trying. <laughs> yeah. But they try anyway and they never give up. Terrific. Next question. What is the most romantic or exciting form of communication with a crush? I think that's such a good question. I feel like it has to be across the room stairs. <laughs> Oh, glances. Yeah. And like those glances where you're looking at someone and then they look at you and you immediately look away, but you're like, oh my God, we saw each other. Oh, furtive glances. Yes, 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 yes. Furtive glances. One of the best genres of glances. Oh my gosh. I would say, yeah, the best genre of glances. Definitely the sneakiest (laughs) glance. (laughs) The sneakiest glance. (laughs) Yeah. It's a super Jane Austen thing where we can't really touch each other because we're in proper society. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What would what would the nobles think? I know. Oh my gosh, they would kick us out of the party. It would be a scene. Your mother and other caretakers would be so disappointed. Yes. All of my caretakers. Yeah. Even though you're like an adult woman, you just have like there's you still have like a nursemaid or something. Yeah. <laughs> like just in case I regress. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be regressing. No, that would be bad. They're making sure I don't. <laughs> This is great. Glances, I think, are small, gentle moments. Yes. And I think commensurate with that, they will have a a small point score. But I think that's not a a detriment. That is because 
where, where it's a, a gentle amount of points. Oh, okay. So this Thank is, you. yeah, this is five points. A great, a great answer. One of the best five point answers I've ever seen. Wow. Next question. If you were going to write a song for or about your ultimate crush, what would it be called and what genre would it be in? Okay, this is also an extremely good question. I've thought about this and I think it has to be a yodeling song because mm-hmm. yodeling songs are very difficult to understand. Like you, I can't ever tell what the person is singing. Um, no. Yeah, and I would never want anyone to know who I have a crush on. So when I'm expressing my feelings to them, it would be like in code essentially. This is good. Yeah, thank this you. This is good. Yeah. So you want to like be able to sing your heart out. You don't want like an instrumental like explosions in the sky type song. No, no. You want to be able to belt it. Right. Yeah. It's just on the top of a hill, me and some mountain goats and I'm like belting this song. <laughs> uh, and then if my crush hears it, he'll know what's going on, but nobody else in the vicinity will know. Oh, that's sweet. And <laughs> the goats, the goats are unperturbed. Yeah, they don't care. They're just chilling. Yodeling songs is an incredible choice. <laughs> it was an absolute twist that I did not see coming. Um, 11 points. <gasps> thank you. You're welcome. Hey, thank yourself. You earned it. <laughs> wow. Next, which celebrity most embodies the apex of being a crush, even if they aren't or weren't your biggest celebrity crush? Okay, this is, I I feel like I should preface this by saying the first time I expressed this crush to my cousin, her immediate response was no. (laughs) (laughs) But I think even if he's not my number one celebrity crush, he absolutely is my platonic ideal of what a crush should be like. Yes. uh, Which is Bob Ross, the painter. (laughs) Wow. This is breathtaking. (laughs) And I can give a really good reason, I think, Not to get the audience all horned up for Bob, but I basically feel like he is clearly very gentle. He's very soft-spoken. He's very kind. I'm really projecting the kindness onto him. Um, But he also paints for you. And then it's not like he's painting just for himself. He's sort of teaching you how to paint so that you can also enjoy the process. Um, Mm -hmm. He wears very nice button-downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I think you've made the case. Thank you. Yeah, I bet just a man on public television. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, a man on public television. My parents love him. Like they already love him. So if I brought him home, so you be know like, when you bring so- Bob Ross home, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Wow, mm-hmm. we he already would, approve." A hundred percent. He would probably paint a picture of my parents for them. That would be the dream. what a yeah. What Ooh. a gift. I know he's such a gift to the world. He really is. This is a terrific answer. Again, your answers have all been so delightful <laughs> and just virtuoso playing of this game, <laughs> which is why I'm going to give you 13 points for Bob Ross. Okay. Next question. What is the most crushworthy mythical creature? Vampires were hot for a while, mm. so I feel like that's going to prejudice what the audience is thinking, but I mm. want to hear your thoughts. This is an interesting question. I'm like not super into vampires Same. because I think they're supposed to be really beautiful. And I think anytime someone is really beautiful, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah, good for what you. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Anyway, to me, someone who's really beautiful is the equivalent of someone who like still talks about their SAT score. Like I'm like, nobody cares. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're grownups. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you're happy, but I don't want any part of this. So mm-hmm. 
I guess mine is, in my mind, I've never seen a hot version of it, but in my mind, the idea of a werewolf could be a big crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every now and then they go away, and that would be so nice to have some alone time. <laughs> okay, but they go away when they're a werewolf, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the rest of the time is just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, again, we're returning to the motif of a guy that's not around. <laughs> yeah. How often do they become a werewolf? Like a I week? Think it's lunar, right? It's monthly? Oh, yeah, that's great. Monthly is good. They can be gone Monthly. often. Okay. Yeah. Just a guy who, like, binds himself to uh, a radiator in his home <laughs> once a month that you don't have to deal with. Yes, it is kind of like, I'm actually just making this connection, but um, have you seen any of the Hulk movies? I've seen the Hulk in other movies. Okay, I'm actually realizing like that Avengers that is what I did too. Um, but okay. I watched it and I was like, man, I wish Mark Ruffalo just stayed Mark Ruffalo the whole time. And yeah. that would be a dream movie. And then I went and watched other Mark Ruffalo movies. But in like in the same way that, that he's my favorite Avenger when he's not the Hulk. Yeah. It's sort of, I love werewolves when they're not wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I also, I love that you're like, ideal crush, the Hulk but in Spotlight. <laughs> yeah! The Hulk in Spotlight was so good. <laughs> These answers, I am floored and delighted by them. And this this answer is 12 points. Thank no you! Doubt. You're welcome. This, again, this is all your great work, just being compensated fairly. <laughs> okay, next question. What is the absolute most impressive thing you can imagine a crush seeing you do in like, a, oh, I'm sorry, I hadn't noticed you there kind of way? Yes. Okay. Um, I have a really specific answer for this, which is great. I'm on the street and there's more. I'm on the street and I'm like. <laughs> She's outdoors, folks. <laughs> which already is huge. Um, yeah. So I'm outdoors and I am walking across the street and I'm helping this little cute granny cross the street. Mm-hmm. And then a big truck comes and doesn't realize it's a red light. So I scoop her up and I dart across the street carrying her and all of her groceries because she was just saddled with groceries. And then I get across the street and then he's there and he's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, no, I just do this every day. Um, and then he looks closer and it's his grandma. <laughs> And he's like, Grandma? And then I'm immediately like, boom, the grandma loves me. Her children, who are probably one of his parents, also really loves me. So I'm immediately, like, in good terms with the whole family. So then he has no choice but to fall in love with me back. (laughs) Unbelievable, once again. The theme of your answers overall seems to be uh-huh. You want someone who is not strong, and you want them to see you as strong, which physically, not even emotionally. No, and emotionally, I think I'm that weak. This, no, <laughs> such strength, the honesty and vulnerability here. I think truly the defiance of traditional romantic and gender norms makes this a 15-point answer in conjunction with the specificity of how far you've thought this up. This is a generations deep. This is like a Gabriel Garcia Marquez novel in a fantasy. Wow. Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) 100 Years of Solitude is also my favorite description of a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
just all those those ve- those werewolfless nights. Yes, yeah. I'm like doing embroidery, having fun. Incredible. Okay, final question. <laughs> what is the most effective method for curing yourself of having a crush if it becomes inconvenient or embarrassing? Oh, I think the best one, this happened to me in real life and immediately cured me of this crush. And so immediately after that, I was like, oh, great. I can just imagine this happening with other crushes. Oh, very Um, good. Which is uh, when I was in college, I had a crush on this person who said some very racially insensitive things. Oh, yikes. And I immediately was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So you imagine if you have a crush that you're like, oh, I, I... wish I could rid myself of this emotional burden, you imagine them being racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in like a really old-timey way. Because I think if I did something present-day racist, it would just be me being racist in my brain. <laughs> so it would be sure, like sure, 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 really sure. old-timey, like 1800s prospector <laughs> type of yeah. racist. Yeah. Just just some real, the real uh, strong thoughts about the way a Portuguese gentleman might operate a covered wagon. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like so, it's so primitive. They're racist against other white Europeans. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is, that is old-timey racist. Mm-hmm. And then I'm immediately like, well, I can't. I have a lot of friends who are white Europeans. This is not good for me. <laughs> yeah. Not cool. <laughs> not crush. cool. <laughs> cool werewolf. <laughs> Incredible. Great answer. That is a seven-point answer, and it's perfect in its seven-pointedness. That has been Platonic Ideals, Romantic Appeals. And Karen Chi, you have finished with a total score of 116 points, making you the all-time highest-scoring player in Make My Day history. How do you feel? I feel amazing. This is maybe the best day of quarantine. Mine as well. (laughs) This is so good. I'm glad that this brings you joy as well. And as the grand prize winner of today's Make My Day competition, you have won $100 as a donation to the cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? Um, Meals on Wheels, please. Meals on Wheels, a great, a great choice and and a $100 donation. And if anybody listening would like to... Uh, donate to Meals on Wheels as well. I'll have the info in the show notes. I'll post it on social media and uh, we'll do a good thing. An incredibly exhilarating gameplay round. And now it is time for the pep talks. Each week, my guest and I give a pep talk to someone or something that we think really needs one out there in the world. I will go first. And my pep talk is for the high school graduates from the class of 2020. Hello, class of 2020. Unless you were homeschooled by a family of doomsday preppers, this is not how you pictured graduation. You envisioned a ceremony, maybe a family dinner out, a big party, or at the very least, driving away from your hometown, throwing up double middle fingers like in a Bruce Springsteen song. Do 18-year-olds these days even know what a Bruce Springsteen is? I am so old. Either way, whether you're going on to college or done with formal education forever because you don't want to become saddled with debt for the privilege of getting drunk in an 8 by 10 foot room, there will be other things to celebrate in your life. This might be the biggest day of your year, but it's not the biggest day of your future. Maybe you'll have kids or start your own business or ensnare dozens of investors in a Ponzi scheme. Maybe you'll invent a new recipe for chocolate chip cookies or play in a World Series or watch a World Series or garner millions of subscribers on your TikTok page where you crush outdated electronics with a sledgehammer on video. Whatever the future holds, it will be full of moments you can be proud of on your own terms. And in most of those moments, you won't even have to listen to a guy who's twice your age telling you why things will be okay. So there's that to look forward to as well. 
Karen, Yay. the floor is yours for a pep talk. That was great. Okay, I've got Thank a pep you. talk. I'm so excited to do this. <clears throat> this is a pep talk for bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bugs. It's me, Karen. I know we haven't <laughs> been historically on very good terms, and I'm really sorry about all that. But I just want to say this is your moment and your time to shine because... Nobody is outside, and if they're outside, they deserve to get bitten. Unless they're an essential worker trying to get to their job, in which case, leave them alone. But if they're in a park, you can really feast on them. Bugs, this is for you, especially if you're a bee. All bees, I think you're very good. I hope you keep making honey, and I hope you make a little wall around your hive so that nobody can get to your hive. Bugs, I think you're doing a good job. I'm so sorry I've killed so many of you. I hope you don't do that to me. Thank you, goodbye. <laughs> Incredible pep talk. Karen Chi, a virtuoso performance end to end. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Make My Day. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. And our champion this week is Karen Chi. Karen, where can people find you and your work if they want to search you out? Um, If you go to Google and then search Karen Chi Twitter, <laughs> you get to my Twitter. <laughs> it's just nice. my name. You can also go straight to Twitter.com. I'm so sorry I messed this up. Is Karen no, this is great. with an extra E at the end of Twitter and then also Instagram. And then I don't have a Facebook. So don't look for me there. Don't look for Karen on Facebook, listeners. <laughs> it won't work and she won't like it. No, I'll hate it. Karen's charity this week is Meals on Wheels. If you want to donate, the information is available in the show notes. And if you have your own answers for today's game of platonic ideals, romantic appeals, tweet them at me at Josh Gondelman. Leave Karen out of it. She's a busy lady. She's got stuff to do. <laughs> no, tag me, please. I'm so Okay, bored. tag Karen. Yes, tag Karen. I generally try not to inconvenience my guests. But <laughs> if you are into this, then tag Karen. Karen Chi with an extra E. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg. Executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. Do you follow automotive news? Or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey, and every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on the big three you'll also get a lot of laughs hot takes and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media so whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes up that's a good looking car (laughs) check out the big three available wherever you get your podcasts or you can watch the full videos at donut podcasts on youtube